I've never seen, is it the Evil Dead that's got the Necronomica in it? The Necronomicon, yes. Yeah, so the only reason I remember that is because during a theater workshop, we had a song that was like, do the Necronomicon, do the Necronomicon. We had to like learn a, a song and dance that was that from the Evil Dead musical. So that's the only reason I know about that one. Wait, 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 there there is an Evil Dead musical, and you were a part of this? No, I wasn't a part of it. It was a class that they were teaching oh. at this theater workshop I was, and for the class, they had us learn this song. So I don't know anything else about the musical. Oh, uh, I just was hoping that there was, like, a recording of, like, a younger <laughs> Kirsten doing this performance oh, gosh, on yeah. stage. That's great. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Arcane Explained, the podcast where we cover every Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition spell alphabetically. Today, we're going to be talking about Animate Dead. I'm Kirsten. I'm Lewis. And I'm Matt. And together, we're going to break down this third level necromancy spell. <laughs> but before we get into that, we have a little bit of a shout out today to Mr. Kenny Poling III. I believe I'm saying that right. Feel free to let me know if that's not right, because I'm just pulling your name off of Facebook. He uh, left us a comment on another page post saying that he'd been subscribed to us since the beginning and that it's really helped him to be a better dm so we wanted to say first of all kenny thank you so much for listening to us it really means a lot especially that you've been there since day one we really appreciate that and we're really glad that it's it's helped you so um if you ever have any comments or anything like that feel free to hit us up we've all been playing for a while so you know if you need some some help then just just let us know so thank you again so much for listening anyways lewis do you want to read this week's spell for us Definitely. <laughs> um, Alright, so we have Animate Dead. It's a third level necromancy spell for cleric and wizards. The casting time is one minute. Range is ten feet. Components, verbal, somatic, and material. And for the material, you need a drop of blood, a piece of flesh, and a pinch of bone dust. The duration is instantaneous. This spell creates a undead servant. Choose a pile of bones or a corpse of a medium or smaller humanoid within range. Your spell imbues the target with a foul mimicry of life, raising it as an undead creature. The target becomes a skeleton if you choose bones or a zombie if you choose a corpse. The DM has the creature's game statistics. On each of your turns, you can use a bonus action to mentally command any creature you made with this spell if the creature is within 60 feet of you. If you control multiple creatures, you can command any or all of them at the same time, issuing the same command to each one. You decide what action the creature will take and where it will move during its next turn, or you can issue a general command such as to guard a particular chamber or corridor. If you issue no commands, the creature only defends itself against hostile creatures. Once given an order, the creature continues to follow it until its task is complete. The creature is under your control for 24 hours, after which it stops obeying any command you've given it. 
to maintain control of the creature for another 24 hours, you must cast the spell on the creature again before the current 24-hour period ends. This use of the spell reasserts your control over up to four creatures you have animated with this spell, rather than animating a new one. At higher levels, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of fourth level or higher, you animate or reassert control over two additional undead creatures for each slot level above third. Each of the creatures must come from a different corpse or pile of bones. That's a lengthy spell. Definitely. Absolutely. It's a lot of text, but it, I think because of the nature of it, they, they want to make sure that all the rules and requirements within the confines of it. Um, I just did the math, and I realized earlier in our pre-recording I was wrong. It's two additional. So, like, if you start out with one at third level, and then you get two for every level after, all the way up to ninth, you can raise up to 15 creatures. Well, zombies or skeletons. That's pretty good. That's a pretty sizable little army there. This is our second necromancy spell. We didn't go over the school of necromancy when we talked about Abidalzim, Horrid Wilting. We mentioned, like, it felt like a necromancy spell, but we didn't really touch on what is necromancy. The school of necromancy can be found in your player's handbook on page 118. The school of necromancy explores the cosmic forces of life, death, and undeath. As you focus your studies in this tradition, you learn to manipulate the energies that animates all living things. As you progress, you learn to sap the life force from a creature as your magic destroys its body, transforming that vital energy into magical power you can manipulate. Most people see necromancers as menacing or even villainous due to the close association with death. Not all necromancers are evil, but the forces they manipulated are considered taboo by many societies. My voice just hurts listening to that. I could tell you've been practicing your necromancer voice. <laughs> oh yeah. I try. <laughs> we'll be hearing that a lot soon, I'm sure, in our game. Oh man. That's hard. Yeah, imagine reading the whole spell in that. Ooh. Nope, nope, nope. That would be a lot of takes and a lot of breaks. <laughs> I, I definitely feel like this spell is the quintessential necromancy spell. This is like necromancy 101, basically. I believe this is like your first entry into like raising undead if i may be wrong i'm not entirely sure but i want to say since it's like third level spell i don't know if you get anything like this at second or first no uh, there are a few homebrew spells i found on the internet for like a cantrip called raise limb uh you would use the statistics i think from curse of strahd for the shambling hand so like they use things within wizards of the coast official products but it's still a homebrew cantrip and it doesn't last as long or anything like that but it literally will only reanimate one piece of a corpse so you you're saying that you could basically recreate the adams family with this right with that homebrewed cantrip definitely uh, but no, Lewis is correct. There, This is pretty much, I think, your first, like, animate undead or create an undead thrall kind of spell. Yeah. It's really cool. I think it's interesting because a lot of people think about, you know, wizards and stuff like that. But it's really interesting that clerics get it too. 
Because while a lot of their healing spells, like their their revivify and things like that, are technically necromancy spells, they usually are more for the idea of actually bringing a person back to life, like bringing the soul back to that creature. Whereas this is very much in the spirit of like, nope, it's just the body. So it's kind of an interesting choice for, for the clerics, I think. I was looking at that as well. You know, and I, it always makes me wonder, like, when uh, Wizards of the Coast gives wizards uh, funny play on words there but when they give wizards the ability to cast a spell but not sorcerers i'm always left wondering like why do, why do you guys think it is that wizards get this but sorcerers don't do sorcerers get any like undead stuff oh that's a good question i don't think they do it's look i'm looking at it and it doesn't look like they get any sort of like resurrection uh, necromancy raised dead type of stuff they get some summon demon stuff. Yeah, I mean, they get a few spells, like, from what I could see here and there. Not very many, but... Honestly, like, I think, unless there's, like, a homebrewed, like, you, the magic that runs in your veins is, like, necromancy, or, like, that's the type of magic that has touched your bloodline, then I could see maybe, like, an expanded spell list for that subclass. But I think, it, once again, it comes down to methodology and, and designing the classes. Sorcerers are raw untapped magic which that ties itself to the school of evocation manipulating the forces of the elements in nature at will almost i mean granted you're still you know spells and all that other stuff but i mean the flavor of it is that the sorcerer yeah. can summon lightning fire cold all of it instantaneously whereas a wizard they go into the more obscure magics that require focus and study and i I can get yeah. that. I still think throwing a few of these necromancy spells to the sorcerer are pretty cool. I don't know. That's probably why we're not wizards at wizards. Kind of going off of that too, like what you were saying, Matt. If you look at like a lot of pop culture versions, you have the idea of like Book of the Dead and the very ritualistic ideas behind necromancy. Like anytime you have anything like that in pop culture, they're always, it's very precise ways that you have to do these things, which very much so to me speaks more of the wizards because wizards are more disciplined and they have to study for years, whereas sorcerers, because it's so like natural, that's what lends them more to the evocation. Yeah, And so it is an interesting concept and I would love to see like a homebrew or reworked version of the sorcerer that maybe death is natural to them. But I, I really totally get why a wizard would need to focus and, and come up with this spell book of necromancy spells and, you know, things like that t to get this because, yeah, it just it just screams wizard. This spell goes all the way back to first edition. It's pretty much always been a third level spell, give or take. In older editions, the alignment system was applied to magic. And so there were good versions of spells and evil versions of spells. And then there were straight out good spells and straight up evil spells. And theoretically, if, if you were a good aligned character, you would not have access to the evil spells. And or if you casted an evil spell, it would affect your alignment. And so in fifth edition, that's gone spells do not have an evil or good classification and it's really up to the dm and the players to decide if implementing the spell is evil or good so necromancy and raising the dead especially this spell in older editions was evil this edition it's neither good nor evil at least not classified as such i think that kind of ties back into our whole conversation about morality and magic of the idea of like maybe the act itself is not evil but the intent and I think that's a lot more of a gray area in 5th edition as opposed to earlier editions when it was a lot more more cut and dried of just either way it's evil or good. I, I, and I like that. I like being able to play with, uh, well, technically she's a necromancer, but, you know, maybe she's not bad. 
You know, if I had to choose between either getting a zombie or a skeleton, I think I would go with zombie. First of all, because you get more hit points. If I'm looking at this correctly, like the standard zombie has 22 hit points. Also, it has the undead fortitude. So, you know, it gives you a little uh, bit of a chance to come back and not die so easily. The skeleton, it only has 13 hit points, and then it's vulnerable to bludgeoning damage. To me, it just seems like you want to go with the zombie. Also, what is the alignment of both the skeleton and the zombie? The skeleton is lawful evil, but the zombie is neutral evil, so they're very distinct. And what does it say after 24 hours what happens to these creatures? You have to either recast it or... It just stops lose control of an evil creature yeah so in essence you are giving birth to an evil creature rules is written if you summon a skeleton using that stat block it's classified as an evil creature that does your bidding and then the minute you lose control over it it goes back into i want to kill things that are alive yeah you know, maybe if you were in a situation where you're like, oh man, it's about to expire, the it's almost reached its 24-hour period. I mean, if you have a group of friends, maybe you could just like all wail on it and then hopefully kill it before it starts attacking you. Imagine combining this with like a grave cleric in which you use the ability to make things rot faster. So like you do animate dead because you need to, and then the way you get rid of them when you don't need them is you just let them decompose super fast. That would be cool. I also think that you don't really get a choice in the matter either because like a corpse or a pile of bones. I mean, unless you're curating your zombie experience. If you're like, you know what? I'm going to keep this one with the flesh on because I like the zombies better. Then I guess you have a choice. But if you just walk into an area that a bunch of people are slain, kind of have to go with the zombies. But if you walk into a crypt where people have been buried for a while and the flesh is eaten off, you're kind of stuck with the skeletons. Like, I mean, obviously one is better than the other, but... Or this is where the sorcerer teams up with the wizard and they burn off this flesh. Ew. And then the wizard gets the skeleton. <laughs> Oh my. Okay, that's a bad compromise, but I see your point, but I, I mean, mean... The wizard could also do that with, like, a uh, firebolt if they wanted yeah. to. The problem with that is there's no going back. Like, once you take the flesh off, you can't really put the flesh back on. Oh. <laughs> I think depending on the setting and also the, if it's a homebrewed world that the Deems created, necromancy and or raising the dead may not be considered evil. Like, in Dragon Age, there's the Mortalitasi. It's, it's pseudo-Latin-y kind of sounding, but they're they're also known as death mages. They kind of worship the dead, and in times of war, these death mages will reanimate the dead to have the dead fight alongside the living. An example of a society in which necromancy is not considered evil, and so you can do whatever you want in your setting. And so in which case you might retool uh, undead in your setting. Like there are malicious undead and then there's neutral undead. Like a skeleton and a zombie, you might say neutral. Ghouls and gas, those are evil, malicious undead, such and such. But that requires more work and more prep for you as the DM, but it's up to you. Especially if you have a player who wants to be like the lawful good necromancer. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting stuff that you could do with that. And I, I think there's a lot of potential there. I love the idea of turning stuff like that on its head and like playing death clerics and blood clerics and things like that in ways that are, are very counterintuitive to the way that we think of them. So I think that would fit really well in something like that. Definitely. And the other thing I would suggest is as a DM, you don't have to worry about this. If you, if you're no, if you don't have a wizard or a sorcerer in your group, then you don't have to think about any of this. 
But if you definitely have a player who's a necromancer, spend some time thinking about, well, how does the world in my setting, or if you're just using Forgotten Realms with some tweaks, and you want to kind of make the player feel welcome, unless the player is wanting that kind of antagonistic, they want to play someone that's an anti-hero kind of thing, then then give them that. But I mean, if you have a player who's not really enjoying that all the strange looks and stuff from everywhere, you might want to reevaluate how society feels about necromancy. Or let the player know, hey man, people are going to stare at you and think you're weird everywhere you go. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing is just be upfront with them. Like, if that's something in your world that is not going to fly, then just tell them. The pop culture stuff that comes to mind when I think about necromancers, specifically people that would use this spell, the first one that comes to mind is Liliana Vess from Magic the Gathering. She's like the necromancer in that setting. Yeah. And then Imhotep from the Mummy films, uh, both the original and the remakes. Ra's al Ghul's classified as a necromancer, so is Lord Voldemort and Amy Madison from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Those last three may be stretching the definition, but I still feel like it applies. Especially Voldemort. If you think about what necromancy is, it's the manipulation of life and death. The act of the making horcruxes is in, you know, it's definitely under the school of necromancy in my book. He's technically kind of like a lich yeah. of some kind. I can't recall him ever actually animating the dead, though, in any of the books. Yeah, I can't say I do either, but I I would let it pass. I was thinking of Sabrina, specifically from the Netflix series, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I've never read the comics, so I can't say there, but like in the Netflix series, she definitely dabbles in some necromancy. Oh, hell yeah. You know, some of the episodes, so I would probably use that as a reference. How about you, Kirsten? No, um, I'll be honest. I haven't really seen most of the ones that you guys have mentioned. I think the mummy's the only one that I've had any dabbling with. And a lot of that is because I really, really, really do not like zombies. Like, zombies are one of my biggest no-nos. I'm not not a fan of them. And it kind of goes back to nightmares that I had as a child, which is a whole other thing. This spell, to me, it is all about the flavor. I mean, it has uses. Like, you don't have a rogue in the party, animate a corpse, have it go walk down a corridor, and it sets off the traps. There are lots of uses for it. I'm not saying don't use it. If you also consider that even if the player does have, like, six zombies at their disposal, keep in mind that you can only give them all the same command. So you can't be like, oh, you go attack that guy. You go attack that person over there. This would be as complex as I allow it. You three go over there. You three stay here. That kind of thing. That's fair. Yeah. But not too much more than that. Well, isn't that like all at one time though? So like if you want to use your bonus action to command all of them, you have to issue them the same command. But if you want to use one bonus action to be like, hey, go set up those traps down the hallway and another bonus action be like, all right, get this guy off my back. Like, you can. It just requires some more coordination. That's how I'm reading it anyways. That might be wrong. So so there is some flexibility. If you want to send each one on an individual mission, I would allow you to burn your action and you could give individual commands your macabre gallery of followers. <laughs> this one's Greg and this one is Steve and this one you is Larry. You sound like my sister. She just, we should just give them all mundane names. Why wouldn't you? Actually, that's not true. She would call them Gregory and Lenjamin and things like that. I'm using the, the names that come to me the easiest, but there's no reason why you couldn't name one like Rattles. And then that one, Goopy, because he's he's oh. somewhere between a zombie and a skeleton. Ew. It's like, yeah, we found him floating in, in a river. Blech. 
Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be hilarious to play a gesture-type character that's a necromancer. So you're all joyful and charismatic and uh, <laughs> upbeat, but like you're all about animate reanimating the dead. Oh, man. Technically, they are my friends. I don't see them <laughs> as slaves. But they have to do what you say. Because they love me. Do they, though? I'm sure. Rattles, give me a hug. And you see the skeleton come up and attempt to give a hug. It's unclear whether or not it's trying to choke her or just hug her. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Well, that was an absolutely ghoulish discussion on Animate Dead. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arcane Explained. You can follow us at Arcane Explained on Twitter. You can email us your questions, comments, and suggestions to arcaneexplained at gmail.com. And you can follow me at Casting Cantrips on Twitter. You can follow me at Kirsten Geddes. That's K-I-R-S-T-E-N-G-E-D-D-E-S. We, of course, have a website if you want to know more about what we're talking about during the show. It's arcaneexplained.wordpress.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash arcaneexplained. On Instagram at instagram.com forward slash arcane underscore explained. On Pinterest, pinterest.com forward slash arcane explained. Our Tumblr, tumblr.com forward slash arcane explained. And of course, we appreciate any feedback and reviews that you guys give us, be it on our social media or our website, but especially on iTunes and other podcasting platforms. We don't pay to advertise this show at all. Word of mouth is where we get an amazing audience. So if you guys can go out there, give us your feedback through reviews on iTunes and other podcasts platforms we really appreciate it it helps us get a bigger audience and more people to love thank you for listening the next time you cast animate dead you'll be casting with confidence bye Bye. screamed my head off at the show last night so i'm probably a little raspy that's fine oh god not that (laughs) raspy (laughs) i'm not the dark lord and a pinch of don't bust. Don't bust. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be a long reading, folks. Hope you're comfortable. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. I'm not the Dark Lord you're looking for. There was. Mom said it's my turn on the tongue trippers. You want some don't bust? how it do it do it do how we do i'm gonna go back and read the spell